Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Bob Stoffer with you, along with Brendan Escott at the 630 Jet Studios and Kellen Kennedy. We're live in location tonight as Teddy Bear Toss, the Edmonton Oil Kings, and the Everett Silvertips. Royal Pizza, Pizza Pass, and so much more. Edmonton and owned and operated for 50-plus years. 14 locations in Edmonton, one in Red Deer, five in Calgary, uh, one in Regina, one in Saskatoon. Royal Pizza, where the Stoffer recommendations, the Mediterranean chicken. Brendan likes the Texan. Reed Wilkins likes the meat lovers. Reed and Brendan are coming up at about 647. You can get a $10 bonus for every $50 gift card purchase until December 31st at royalpizza.ca. And we're going to bring aboard Edmonton Oil Kings General Manager Kurt Hill. He's our Oilers now headliner today for Wilhock Beef Jerky. It's the best you've ever tasted. Search for Wilhock W-I-L-H-A-U-K today. Hello, Kurt. How you doing? Doing well, Bob. How are you? Good. All right. Well, part of the story tonight here, it's a big deal with Teddy Bear Toss, but we're going to do this Oilers Now Prospect Report for Reface Magic. Save money on your kitchen renovation. Don't replace Reface. The reality of the situation is your best prospect is not in the lineup tonight, and that's part of the story of your team this season. You can't stay healthy. You're down six or seven players. But Adam Jacko, likely, I would think, is a late first-round pick. Is that fair? Big six-foot-four. Is he a right shot? Is right shot. Right yeah. shot center. Uh, how's he performed before he had the injury? How long is he out for? Yeah, you know what? Uh, I give the I give the Adam a lot of credit. You know, for when, when guys come over to North America, I mean, it usually takes them a little t- time to get you know acclimated to the game over here. And you know, for him to come over and, and be a, a big part of our offense, a driver out there, and a point of game player, uh, he was playing very well for us. And uh, the transition happened quickly, so a real good start for him. Okay, uh, he suffered a what type of injury? He's got a sprain, so yeah, he's going to be out probably. He sh- he's expected to be back right after the right after our Christmas break, so on our road trip to BC. Is this going to take him out of the mix for the World Juniors, unfortunately? Unfortunately, yes. Okay. But I think right now for him, it's about getting healthy, have a good second half, and then uh, see where he we'll goes. Where he but goes. he is a consensus sort of 15 to 32 sort of uh, first-round pick back half of the first round. Is that fair? Yeah, I think it's going to really depend how he plays in that second half and, you know, potentially at the U18 Worlds as well, you know, like you. That's going to be when those guys really can make make moves. I know Hanzik last year, the Vancouver Giant player, I mean, he had a great second half and really bumped himself up the rankings. So. And, and the Calgary Flames took him in the first round of the yeah. draft. Kurt Hill's the general manager for the Edmonton Oil Kings. Well, eight players out, including uh, one of your 20s who was scoring a bit of late, Skylar Bruce. Uh, it has been a, a challenging season, is that fair to say? And how much of it is just, and I not to pick on goaltending, because, you know, the Oilers have had 32nd league in save percentage, but at the end of the day, Pat Burns once said, goaltending 70% of hockey, unless you don't have it, then it's 100% of hockey. I know you, you've had some consistency from Colby Hay, uh, but it's been a tough year for your backup. Yeah, it has been. You know, he just hasn't really seemed to find his groove. And last season, he finished so promising as well. And it's, uh, you know, a little bit of a mystery of what, what's happened this year. Just very inconsistent. Has had tough start to games and, and just hasn't found it yet. But And, you know, Colby, um, he's had some really good nights and he's had some tough nights too. But, uh, you know, for him, it's... You know, he's given us a chance some nights and won some games for us as well. So um, we got Hudson Perry came in last week. We saw him a little bit, the 16-year-old. He got to play some minutes in Calgary. So, um, yeah, we're going to probably play around with some things here a little bit going forward to the closer to the deadline just to see what we're going to do in net here moving forward. You got a couple talented right-shot defensemen, Blake Fiddler, son of Vern Fiddler. He was the number one pick in the U.S. draft in 2022. Uh did he not recently win a medal or something at what was what what was under seventeens? Under seventeens. He's only he's a six foot three, hundred ninety three pound right shot defenseman. 
uh, who doesn't turn 17 until next July. And then you got Wojtek Port, who was so impressive before he got hurt last season. Another right shot guy, six foot two, 177 pounds, and he, you know, he put up some decent offensive numbers. So you've got some guys that can move the puck on the right side of the D. Yeah, we certainly do. And I like, I like that right side, you know. And uh, we just picked up Matthew Gallant too, another another righty that can. He's a puck mover. He can, he can add a little bit of offense as well. He's a smaller player, but um, you know, he's got some good speed to his game. Loves to jump into the rush to so that right side. You know, they can move the puck and they like to jump up too. You haven't had Carlotta Carter Qualic this year. Uh, but you picked up Mark Lajoie from uh, Bob Torrey's Tri-City Americans to help sort of stabilize the left side of your defense. A six foot six, two 223-pound D-man, son of Serge Lajoie. I'm going to date myself, but I did Serge's games too uh, back in the day. And uh, Mark was at Colorado's camp. I think he probably needs to go to school for a couple of years and see if he can continue to grow and develop. It's been pretty decent for you, hasn't he? He's played well. You know what? There's 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 a little more offense there than I think we thought when even when we were getting him. You know, we were really we're as a 20 year old though too. You're expect you're put in those situations to you know to put up some more points, which I give him a lot of credit. He has, but he's. I mean, for him, he's playing up close to 25 to 30 every night. He's been great, solid back there for us. And, you know, I, I am getting pro teams asking about him right now, so we'll see kind of how the rest of the year goes for him. Gavin Hodnett is, uh, you know, still a, a, a young guy. I mean, he's an 06, so he's 17 years of age, turns 18 this April. He's at a point per game. He's undersized, but he's probably a guy that's – is it possible we're looking at a guy that's a 100-point scorer in his 19-year-old year in the WHL? Yeah, I certainly think so. I think he's – you know, a very a comparable player to, to Matthew Phillips when he came to the league. He's a smaller guy, but he's got he's very smart. He's got great offensive ability to him, and he had a real slow start this year too. So for him to be back to a point of game, it's uh, you know he had to climb himself out of a hole a little bit because uh, the points didn't come easy early. But now he's he's clicking along pretty good. As you know, I have a thing for large right shot centers, and Cole Miller, and I know he's playing right wing for you a bit. Uh, he too has had a slow start to the year. Is that a fair assessment? Yeah, very fair. And you know, Cole is. Just it's inconsistencies for him at times, but you know what? He'll have some shifts and he'll have some periods where you're like, NHL guys are like, holy smokes! If this, if you can just put the package together, it's exciting. Was Everett here last year? Everett was not here last season. No. Last there was no. That yeah, because I, I'm talking to their play-by-play guy. Says he's never done a game in this building before, so they've not been here for a couple of years. How wild is this? We got like uh, I think Kevin Radomski told us we're closing in at. 18,000-plus fans expected for tonight's teddy bear toss. It's going to be a jam-packer. It's got to be an amazing experience for the kids. Oh, they're they're super excited in there. Kevin's done a great job again. Business staff can't uh, can't say enough about them. The jerseys, they look great. I know they got a lot, a lot of buzz on social media, so I know the guys are excited for tonight. All right. Well, hey, Kurt, thank you for dropping by. Just keep your headset on for a couple seconds. Uh, we will take a quick timeout. When we come back, uh, Brendan Escott, Reed Wilkins, and myself will wrap up Oilers now. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer live at Rogers Place. Teddy Bear Toss again tonight. The Edmonton Oil Kings and the Everett Silver Tips are expecting over 18,000 fans at tonight's game. Speaking of fans, uh, back in the 630 Chad Studios, we have Reed Wilkins. Hello, Reed. How are you? Good, Bob. How are you? Good. And we have Brendan Escott. Brendan, good to go? Yes, sir. We're going to go down a path completely unrelated to hockey. Are you ready for this? Okay. The uh, Pac-12 is having their final championship game tonight and Washington is up 10-0 over Oregon. Uh, I saw this earlier today. The cheapest ticket for the Southeastern Conference title game, which is tomorrow, 
Alabama and Georgia. The cheapest ticket is 22 times higher than that of the last ever Pac-12 game. So if you wanted to go to the SEC championship game, which is in Atlanta, it's 339 games. The Big 12, which is a division that Texas is in, or a conference of Texas, is $49 for the cheapest ticket. ACC, that's the one with uh, Florida State in, uh, that's $42 per ticket. The Big 10, which Michigan's in, $37 per ticket. And the Pac-12, which features uh, this game that's being played right now between Washington and Oregon, is $15. The SEC, the cheapest ticket, is $339 to go to a game. You looked on StubHub or some sort of resale site? It was uh, front office sports, but the tweet Okay. So $339 to get in for uh, Alabama, Georgia tomorrow in Atlanta. The other, the next highest total for another conference for the cheapest tickets was the Big 12 game in Texas at uh, Cowboys Stadium for 49 bucks. And who's playing in that one again? Uh, Texas, I don't even know. They're supposed to win. Okay. Uh, Texas and Oklahoma State. That's the school Mike Gunn. That's where uh, Chuba Hunter Chuba went. Yeah, Cornelius, Chuba yep. Okay. Yeah. So, well, that's... What does that tell you? Well, the SEC has completely taken over college football about the last 15 to 20 years. I remember, it's funny, Bob, my connection with NCAA football as a kid was following it into Sports Illustrated because we didn't get games on the two channels we had in north of Evansburg. Right. So I feel like when I was reading about college football then, it was a lot of Notre Dame. It was a lot of Penn State that was still an independent. And Miami. It was a lot of Miami that was still an independent. And then I would say probably the Big Ten was the most prominent conference because it had Michigan and they had some good schools. Uh, now, Florida State, were they in the already in the ACC then? Uh, they might were have they been, an independent too? I think they were an independent. Those three schools, because uh, Florida won a national championship with Steve Spurrier, and they were in the uh, you know the SEC. Uh, Florida State, who eventually migrated to the ACC, Bobby Bowden, uh, and then Miami, who for Alabama has kind of become, and now Georgia, kind of like Miami had the best players, and you know like they won. When you're winning multiple championships, and we'll get Brendan to jump in, this is what makes the University of Alberta so unique in hockey. But you look at Miami, and, uh, you know, they, they, they've had different coaches win. Nash, Dennis Erickson won a national championship. Bobby, or Jimmy Johnson won a national championship there. So did Howard, uh, Howard Schellenberger, and later Larry Coker. Like, that's four different head coaches. Because sometimes you get a coach that comes in, and he's the guy that wins over 20 years, like Gardner McDougall at UNB. Mm-hmm. He's elevated that program. The Golden Bears hockey program, Claire Drake won six, Bill Moores won two, Rob Dom won three, uh, Ian Herbers has won two, Serge Lajoie won one, and Eric Thurston won two. Like, it didn't matter. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's so, but it's, I'm with you, Reed. Like, you look at those schools, and uh, Brendan, you love this sort of stuff because you go down to the States. Just think about that 339 and watch one championship game, and the rest of the championship games, the highest price ticket to get in is 50 bucks for the cheapest ticket or lowest. Right. That's kind of crazy, don't you think? Well, it doesn't surprise me in the sense that the, the the difference is, I mean, if you really pay close attention, you're basically getting a professional football game at one of those. And in the other ones, you're getting a run-and-gun style. Like, we're, we're, I'm watching the Pac-12 game right now. I've been a Washington fan for, uh, well, probably 15 years or so now. Being from BC, it was easy enough to associate myself with the team 
team based in Seattle. So uh, it's nice to see them performing this way. But the hype around the team is absolutely nothing compared to even a, uh, a year in which Alabama's ranked outside the top four. Yeah, and, and you can't, I mean, just look at the amount of first-rounders that Georgia and Alabama produce in a year-in-year-out basis. It's just, it's crazy. So maybe it makes sense. So Florida State was independent until 91, and they joined the ACC in 92. All right, good job. So looking, just looking quickly at yeah. found that. But, Those, yeah, it's, it's now... It was interesting to me. This is the last Pac-12 game. I yep. mean, what it's going to have two schools technically for a year, yeah, and then they'll find. I think they're going to play Mountain West, a Mountain West schedule. Yeah. So are we heading? Is and I was, you know, Escott and I were talking about this during the six thirty news. Actually, are we going to have four? Like, will there be four super conferences in football? Yes. They'll have four champions, and you won't have to worry about anybody getting voted into the Final Four playoff. How do you do that when? one conference has five of the ten best teams every year. They get the number one seat. I mean, I don't know, Bob, like... Well, they're going to have a 12-team <laughs> playoff, read. That's what they're going to do. Or, or okay, that, so then... That's actually going to help the... Uh, that's that's actually going to help the... the uh, like, Bo Nix is the quarterback of, of Oregon. He lost his job at Auburn when he was there. Okay? And he's the QB at Oregon. So, no, they're going to a 12-team playoff. That's going to help the SEC because they're going to have four or five teams in every year. Okay, so, so the conferences, so the pac 12 is gone. So we'll have the SEC, the Big 12, the ACC, the Big 10. Yeah. Is that going to be it for the significant? I, mean, I know there's I Mountain that, West. The Big, I, I the big East a, is no longer a thing, right? No. Yeah, you nailed it. That's a fair and The assessment. Big East in basketball used to be the they, beast. They were the beasts, right? Well, in ACC back in the day as well. Uh, hey, awesome stuff. All right. Uh, are we seeing Reed uh, very quickly from your perspective? We heard from Brendan earlier. Uh, is this more what we expected from the Oilers? Yes, absolutely. Uh, like that's – and you know what, Bob? You might think I'm nitpicking here, and I often do, as you know, but I really took note of the celebration to Dreisaitl's game winner. You know, it's 82 games, especially Dreisaitl scores all the time. Uh, You know, we saw them blow out Anaheim, get eight goals. Guys don't often pump their fists and do too much in a blowout. But you saw Dreisaitl do a little leap when he scored that goal. And you saw how elated they were and the reaction. A team that three or four weeks ago, you know, had deflated body language, you know, looked a little scowly and frustrated. And to me, that was a that was a big moment and a big reaction because Dreisaitl, that's his patented spot. Yep. He, he'd struggled to score from there, oddly enough, this year, even though he still had two or three from that spot. But he whiffed on a few. He'd been robbed a couple times, you know, but the Bobrovsky save. And that one went in. And it was, I almost felt like it was the moment, even though they've won seven of their last ten, was that really the moment where the team said to itself, we're back. Yeah. We, we, we put in the work, and we bloody well, pardon my language, deserve this game. You know, we're not settling with a point. We're not going home empty-handed saying we got to keep trust in the process. We stayed with it, and we got the win. And and to me, it was a, you know... It was an unusual expression of joy and relief for game 22 of the regular season, in my mind. Good stuff. Reed, what do you got coming up on the Inside Sports tonight? Well, Kelly Rudy's uh, making his weekly check-in, and I, I got to hand it to Kelly. I, I believe he had an operation three or four days ago, and he's still going to hop on the show, so he'll probably tell us about that a little bit and look at the Oilers' victory, and I want to ask him about Tristan Jari's goalie goal. And uh, Tanner Green's going to come on. Got a new contract with the Elks today. Oh, okay. Speaking Did you of say Tanner Green or Tanner Klein? 
I said Tanner Green. Do you know I, who? I think I did. Tanner Klein uh, <laughs> is with uh, uh, the Klein uh, Cole family that are up there in Colesburg. They're, they're, he is uh, down. I, Good friend of Dustin Johnson. He's he's he inherited a huge company. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Great stuff, Reed. Great. Thank you very much. That's Reed Wilkins. He's got inside sports. We're going to go to this day in order's history for new West travel. We sold out Nashville. We sold out Montreal. The next Oilers Now road trip will be announced shortly. Here's Brendan Escott. 1996, Oilers defenseman Kevin Lowe becomes the 30th player in NHL history to appear in 1,200 NHL games. But the Anaheim Mighty Ducks spoil the party. They knock off Edmonton 4-2. Lowe finishing a dash two on the night. Uh, Marius Tchaikovsky and Todd Marchant scored the goals. All right, coming up Monday on Oilers Now, it'll be Mac T on Monday with Craig McTavish for Contract Equipment Limited and Daily Faceoffs Frank Cervalli for Horse Racing Alberta. I will uh, be at 6:30 Chad with uh, Brendan and uh, Reed and uh, Kellen and the, and the gang for that. Reed Wilkins again with Inside Sports Night after a Global News Weather Traffic Update with David Knoll, uh, David Bull. Special thanks to uh, Kellen Kennedy and Brendan as always for helping put together the show today. So long, everybody. For more.